What's up, Sherpa Network? Today is another episode of the Digital Fortune Podcast. My guest for today's show is Brayden Pollock. And uh, we discuss a few things. If, you, uh, if you're wondering about the .io market, we uh, ask, ask ourselves a few questions like how connected it is to crypto and whether uh, the end of a crypto bull market would uh, slow down the .io market. Would it slow down the entire market? I'm not sure. Uh, we talk about alcove.com and that recent sale at Dropcatch went going for over $100,000. Um, we discuss various other strategies, uh, whether buying at the high end of the market is a good investment strategy, whether buying at the low end of the market is a good investment strategy, which is better from a business standpoint. Uh, if you want to be kind of in the weed of things going through names every day or whether you want to have it slightly more passive. Um, we talk about some of Braden's recent pickups. We talk about some of his recent sales, of course. Um, and honestly, we talk about a lot of different things. So, you know, if you're looking for uh, an hour of non nonstop domain talk, uh, then this is the right place to be. Uh, thanks a lot for uh, listening to the podcast and uh, feel free to comment and share and let me know uh, if you've got any feedback and uh, hope you enjoy. What's up, Sherpa Network? Uh, this is Josh and I'm back again with the Digital Fortune podcast. Uh, today, my guest is none other than Braden Pollock. Um, super excited to have him. It's been a little while since I spoke to Braden. Uh, well, on the air. I speak to him every day, though, pretty much. But uh, welcome to the show, Braden. Thank you. Thanks for having me back, finally. I thought, I thought we broke up um, because, <laughs> you know, you stopped calling, stopped writing. And, and, then, and then after... After not hearing from you for a while, as far as being on the podcast, you were you were interviewing uh, Duran, and you said something about me being, I don't know, played out or <laughs> overexposed or something. You're like yeah, everybody hears from him all the time. Yeah, so you got to get it from the grapevine, <laughs> not even from the man himself. It was from you. It was you speaking. I'm pretty sure. Do I'm pretty sure Doran was egging me on. Uh, Doran must have been. Oh, you're, you're gonna blame him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no. You know, there's so much love here. I'm, I'm glad to have you back. I just wanted to have a little gap in between the last couple of podcasts. I know you, you have been active on the podcast circuit. You've done a few. I think you did a Brandable Insider recently. You've been on. Alvin's podcast. Uh, I think I saw you did a you did a DNW podcast this year. Have you done one yeah. this year? A DNW? Yeah, yeah, I did yeah. one. The funny thing is, Alvin's podcast. It was it was literally over a month since I recorded it when he dropped it. Hmm. I, I got a I got a text from uh, from Mike Seiger. How do you feel after your after getting your second vaccination this morning? And I'm like, what are you talking about? That was like a month ago. <laughs> oh, sorry. I was listening to your podcast. <laughs> what podcast? Alvin makes sure that the production is perfect before it goes perfect. out. Can you, can you imagine what it sounded like before he edited it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, so there's plenty of stuff to talk about. I feel like we've got an you know, ever interesting domain name industry, ever growing domain name industry. 
always stuff to talk about. Uh, but before we do, is there anything anything new going on with you? Um, I was just ch- talking to, to uh, Jack, Jack Kafayan this morning about making t-shirts that said, that say, I heart domains. I feel like Morgan might have a trademark on that. Uh, no, I think his was hashtag domaining or something yeah, like that. It's true. It's true. So we, we could do our own, like, you know, like a Sherpa t- t-shirt that's I heart domains. My heart domains. It doesn't seem people, like everybody in this industry just loves domains. People do, but people on the outside, if we went around walking, walking around with t-shirts like that, people would be like, what are you doing? Right. Right. Yeah. Now, maybe we need to stick with, with the tried and true master of my domain. What about I am a squatter? <laughs> this is just <laughs> right. Uh, that wouldn't go down well well yeah no i like the idea i like the idea i'm looking forward to uh the next uh in-person meetup i know the ica are trying to do do something this year whether or not that goes ahead i'm not sure but um i think they have a date i think it's september 21st or 19th or 20 something like that Hmm. and is is it is it private you have to be an ica member i think so you have to be an ica member um, I'm going to actually look it up. It is the uh, 19th and 20th. 19th and 20th it, of September? Yeah, in Vegas. And uh, the 20th is my wife's birthday, so I need to sort that out. Maybe I can go on the 19th and come don't back. You, don't you have a big birthday coming up as well? I do. I got the, I got the big 5-0 coming up i thought so i thought so yeah i didn't want I, I mean i didn't want to air it out to the public but come on look at you look at you you've, you've obviously been working out this morning 5-0 it's the new 4-0 i <laughs> i you know i remember i was talking to a friend of mine yesterday i remember when 50 was like so old i just see 50 year olds like i remember when my dad was old and he was 40 i don't feel yeah. that old no, you're not. Like, look at you. You're still you're still buying premium domains, working out in the mornings. That's not what old people do. So I'll tell you the I'll tell you the weirdest thing is like like I'm old enough to be your father. Now that's weird. <laughs> yeah, that is kind of weird. I mean, yeah, my dad is my dad is just over sixty. So yeah, just about. And you're, you're, what are you, you're mid twenties or something, right? 29. I'm going to be 30 this year. Oh, well, Jesus, you're, it's all downhill from here. I know, I know, I know. I, I mean, hopefully I'll start commanding a little respect in this industry. Everyone's like, you're 20? No. no. I doubt it, just in general. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. I guess I got to step it up. Anyway, what's, so uh, what's, what's going on like domain wise with you? I know you've been super active this year. You know, I, I mean, Listen, for people that are listening, Braden and I talk often, whether we're not, you know, if we're not talking on a chat of some sort, we're on the phone. But, um, you know, I know that you've been really, really active. You've been one of the, you've been basically the Brent Oxley of 2021, in my opinion. Uh, the guy, you know, buying the premium domains, uh, paying, you know, top dollar for them. My, que- my main question is, why now? Because the market is hotter than it ever has been. Um, and I feel like you're, you know, buying, uh, more aggressively than you ever have been. Right. Well, I mean, it, it, the impetus was not because the market got hotter. 
You know, mm-hmm. I've, been, I've been buying names. I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years. Um, and I have been buying more and more premium names over the years and kind of moving that direction. And the, I think the biggest shift was early last year. I ha- I've had more time because I, I don't have a commute. I shut down all my offices and, and I've been at home and, th- and kind of thinking about what I wanted to do. And, you know, I have a number of businesses and, and the one I really enjoy, I heart domains. So <laughs> I really enjoy, I, I like negotiating the buy side or sell side. And, and this is the thing I like the most. And, and I think that, um, you know, I get the best return, right, from, mm. from domains. And domains don't go out of business, right? Domains just, they just, they've always appreciated in value, particularly at the top end. And, you know, I do a lot, of, a lot of angel investing. And so I decided last year that I was going to pivot away from the angel investing and focus more on, on buying premium names. And so I, I kind of reallocated my budget and, um, you know, just put together some, you know, some, some money to put towards high value domains. Um, although I have been playing with kind of some lower end, um, I don't mean that disparagingly, but uh, you know, uh, you know, the, the sub $5,000 names, some brandables and some IOs, just, you know, just playing in that market a little bit while simultaneously really ramping up my, my investments in high value names. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, I think that explains uh, just, just a pivot to things that are, that are, um, I think, a better investment. You know, in angel investing, you know, I assume that 70% of my investments are, are going to just end up at zero. Mm. Uh, and I'm waiting for a few of those, you know, to pop. And, and those will make them make all those investments worthwhile. But with, with domains, it just doesn't happen. I mean, none of those, none of those fold, none of those go to zero. They take a long time to, to sell, but I mean, same with angel investing. You get in really early on a, on a startup and it takes 10 years for that company to get acquired. And then, you know, hopefully I make 10 X or zero or a hundred X, but, but with, with the, with the domains, all those things are true, except for the part about making zero, mm. right? And yeah, they're yeah. appreciating. So the worst thing that I can do in buying a premium domain is overpay, and which which I do at this point, just to get the good ones. But but in three years, I'm gonna look back on it and think I got a good deal. And in five mm. years, I'm gonna look back and think I got a steal because that's what I'm doing now when I look back on names that I bought two years ago or three years ago or five years ago, you know, names that I would pay 150,000 for now, I bought for $30,000, you know, three or four years ago. And I think, thank God I bought those because I stole them, right? Yeah. You know, a lot of these, a lot of us look back at names that we sold years ago and think I would pay that now just to buy it back. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, so, I mean, you talk about a little bit about angel investing. For me, that's interesting because I know that you've done some angel investing. And I guess, you know, Drew does a little bit of angel investing. Amar's probably done a little bit of angel investing, but you're all, you know, yes. top domain investors. So from an investment standpoint, seems to me like, you know, putting, you know, 250K into an angel investment is definitely not as good of an, of an investment if you put 250K into domains. So why do you do it? 
why, why, why invest in, uh, why, why, why have angel investments at all? Yeah, I mean, I think, I think that's the question I started asking myself last year. Um, I, I mean, I really enjoy the process of angel investing. You, you get to, you know, you do kind of a deep dive into uh, an industry and you have an expert in that industry kind of walk you through it, which is, which is pretty unique, right? I mean, where else can you get that kind of lesson in a thing where an expert like holds your hand and walks you through the process and teaches you everything you know about entry? I enjoy that. Um, and and the, the idea is, you know, you invest some money into a company that in 10 years sells and you get 100 times your investment. You know, that that's why we do it. Hmm. Most of the investments, that doesn't happen, right? There's only so many Ubers and Airbnbs out there. But, um, you know, we, we try. Um, and, you know, I'm also an advisor to a lot of these companies, kind of help them because I've been an operator for a long time. Whereas domain investing is, is very passive. Not for everybody, right? I mean, if you outbound, it's not as passive. Um, but it's pretty passive for me. Uh, but it's much less risk. What's interesting is that you can, and many people do, blend the two together. You can use your domains to take a stake into it, you know, to have a stake in a company, um, which is, you know, often, you know, you get paid as well. So you get your return in cash and you, plus you get a stake in the company and you can come on board as an advisor and you can learn about this industry from whoever's bought your domain name. Um, so you can kind of find a way to do them both through domains. Right, right, right. And, and, and that has happened. I, I have taken uh, a piece of companies as part of the compensation for the domain, right? So there's, you know, there's outright sales and there's financing and there's leasing, there's, there's an equity swap, uh, there's a combination of all those things. There's a deal I'm working on right now um, in which it will be cash, uh, well, this, as of the last conversation, there was, it was part cash, part terms, all those short terms, like six months, uh, plus shares in the company. So it, so it is a blend of all those things, um, which, which is fine. Frankly, whatever gets the deal done, I'm, I'm okay with, right. With the reason. Um, and I have to like the company. I won't take shares in just any company. If I'm not willing to invest in the company, um, independently, then I, I, you know, I won't, I don't want to take shares in that company. Mm, yeah. Particularly on a, on a premium name where I, you know, I get paid just waiting a little bit longer from somebody else. Yeah, no, that makes sense. So you also mentioned the fact that you kind of dabbled a little bit in the low end stuff and by low end, it's like names that you're not coughing out, you know, 20, 30, a hundred, 250 grand on, um, you know, these are names that you may pick up for, uh, you know, sometimes as low as 250 bucks, sometimes, you know, a thousand bucks, a few thousand bucks. So, you know, you've been in, you've been in the industry a long time. So you've done all of these things in the past. You've, you've been heavy in the lower end at some point as well. Um, and there are some other investors out there that, you know, are the same way. I think, you know, Drew's got a large, relatively large portfolio, We're talking thousands, but there are lots of, you know, uh, investors that, purely focus on the premium you know they, they literally have a handful of maybe like 25 30 or uh, 50 names and they're just pure premium uh names and and none of the low end stuff and uh, there's a little bit of back and forth between you know because there, there are some people that that do very very well with the low end of the market and i i mean their whole business is centered around that because 
you know, they feel like that's a better business model. If you're, if you're looking at it from running a business as opposed to an, an investment uh, strategy, I wonder which one is the better strategy. Do you go in and buy the premium domains or do you say, hey, I want to run a business. I want to you know, create cash flow. Maybe I should focus on larger volume of a larger volume of names at a lower price point. Yeah, I, I don't think there's a right or wrong answer. I mean, I think it depends on your goals. You, you know, do you want to fill your day with buying and selling names? Um, do you want to do all that research? Uh, or do you want something a little bit more passive? Uh, also, what's your budget, right? You know, what, what is your risk tolerance? You know, you kind of have to answer all these questions before you determine what direction you want them to go. I, I mean, I have a pretty high risk tolerance, um, but a, a majority of my investing, I, I consider fairly low risk. Of course, mm. anybody outside the domain space would think this is purely speculative and crazy. Mm. Uh, because I talk to people outside the industry and they think I'm nuts, you know, and I ask them, well, what return do you get on your investments? Right. And they, their money's with a broker or in the market and, you know, they get six or 8% and you know, they feel confident with, with their investment. And, you know, you know, we all do much better. Nobody in the domain industry would settle for six or 8% ROI um, because that's way too low. Um, so, you know, the high end of the market is less risky than the low end because those names, you know, you could sit on them forever and they may not ever sell, but it's lower risk in that you have less dollars involved, right? Um, so I, I like to kind of mix it up and, and do a little bit of the lower end now just because I like the cash flow and there's higher margins because I, I can buy a name for you know, some hundreds of dollars, $1,200 or something and sell it for 20,000, right? So there's bigger spreads, but when I spend $400,000 on a name, I'm not going to sell it for 4 million, right? I'm, I'm hoping to get seven figures, but I just won't get 10 X and I won't get 20 X, but I can do that at the lower end. Um, you, you know, the folks that focus on drops and discount names and hand reg, they're getting hundred X on these names which is an unbelievable return. It's just a lot of work, right? And a lot, yeah. of, a lot of overhead, right? Because you need to have a lot of names to make any money. And that's not necessarily what I want to do, at least not now, but that's not to say I wouldn't at some point decide to go that direction. Yeah, I mean, from an investor standpoint, you always have to consider the liquid value of the name, right? And obviously the liquid value of high-end names remains pretty constant. Um, yep. and, and that's, what's so attractive to guys like yourself. And one of the things that I, you know, I saw recently, I think it was the founder of maybe, uh, maybe.co, uh, he wrote a tweet on Twitter yep. saying something along the lines of, I've got an opportunity to acquire my.com. Um, and I think he said the price was 350, uh, right. or 300 K. And he was like, shall I do it? You know, what shall I, shall I make the upgrade? And what really like hits me and strikes me is that these founders don't consider the liquid value of the asset for them. They're, they're literally considering a 350 K sunk cost uh, into right. their brand when it's really not that it's and it never will be that. And uh, you know, if, if, if they kind of maybe, I don't know, took some more time to think about and look into that market and see and like, and, 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 
understand the market a little bit more, they might understand that, hey, I actually am really investing, you know, 50 to 100 grand, because even if I fold, I can probably get 200k back from this name. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I, I wrote a comment on that. I don't think he got back, but it's, it's interesting um, because most founders don't think that way. Because they see it as money going out. And if they go out of business, then at that point, they don't really care. Hmm. Right. They have investors and like, you know, they, and also they don't think they're ever going to go out of business. Sure. Um, but, it, you know, what's interesting about that topic is I, is I do bring that up all the time to people. And I'm in a conversation now for a mid five figure name. And I explained that and, and, and this buyer had never considered it. She's like, really? I could, I could resell this. Look, you may not get, you know, I think it's 50 grand. You may not get 50 grand. Um, yep. You know, in two years, you're going to get less, if, particularly if you want to wholesale that. But, you know, in 10 years, you'll definitely get the 50 grand because yes. it's, it's appreciating. And she hadn't considered that. And, and this other deal that I'm working on that I, that I just talked about, this combination of compensation, they had talked about it. They brought it up. You know, what would this be worth if we had to sell it? And I, and, and I talked about it and I gave them some comps, some wholesale comps. I told, told about some names I had recently purchased um, that, that were obviously less than my asking price for this name, but just to give them a gauge uh, of what I'm paying on the wholesale market. And I told them, if it makes you feel better, I will offer to pay you 25% of whatever the retail price is, I'll buy it back at 25% of that price. Um, yeah. Which I don't hear of anyone making that kind of offer. Um, uh, I mean, I, I kind of made it up, but but they they were very positive about that. Like he was like, really? I said, yeah. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be a few years, right, before you before anything happens. Right? It's a well-funded yeah. company. But the chances of them going out of business are extremely remote. And I don't see them ever selling it. So I'm kind of offering the sleeves off my vest because they're just not, you know, they're not going to come back to me. And if they do, if they come back to me in 10 years and they say, hey, listen, we, you know, there's this clause where you buy it back at 25%, fine. Yeah, you'd be, so, you'd, in 10 years, you'd be probably almost certainly getting it under wholesale. <laughs> for sure. And if they came back to you tomorrow and said, hey, listen, take it back, you say, okay, thanks for that. <laughs> thanks for all that margin in, in a day. Right. So I don't feel like I'm taking much, much of a risk making that no. kind of guarantee. Um, and, and frankly, if they come back in five years, seven years, 10 years, um, and I can buy it back at 25%, I, I'm probably happy to do it, right? Yeah, for sure. Um, so, you know, I'm not concerned about that. And that kind of, assuages their fear of that cost that they could get the money back out some money back out should they need to mm, mm, mm. yeah no I, I like that i like that a lot that's uh i think that's, that's something that you should incorporate into a negotiation one thing that is is tough is to actually get into that kind of negotiation i find uh you know i might get a serious a serious inquiry from someone but most of the time, they're quite hesitant to actually jump on the phone, which is, or jump on the phone, or, or even go into any kind of detail where you get to a point where you can have that conversation. 
do you find that or do you how, how do you open the door to that those kind of more in-depth conversations um if i've got a serious offer uh, their opening offer for this particular name was 200,000. And, and we're now in the high, um, the high six figures. But a $200,000 opening offer is, is serious, you know, for anybody, e even mm. if it's a seven figure name, right? I mean, even if they're offering me a 10th of my asking price, it's a serious offer. That's somebody with a real budget that's taking it serious, that, that, that doesn't think that a name is you know, $50. <laughs> and so uh, I, I do want to get them on the phone, um, particularly when they claim they can't pay all cash. They don't have the budget because I want to talk to them about all the options. Uh, you know, I say, look, you know, there's a, there's, there's cash up front. There are terms, there are shares in your company. Um, there's leasing. There's a lot of levers that we can pull here. And if you tell me, and I, this particular company I happen to like, I said, if you tell me that, uh, that you have no cash and all you have are shares, I said, there's a path to getting, to getting there. There's a path to a no cash transaction. It's going to be a lot more than my asking price in shares, but there's a path to get there. And so I, I like to have that kind of conversation to let them know that, look, I'm open to making this deal happen. Let's just figure out what's going to work for the both of us. And it's easier to do that on a call than it is via email. Yeah, no, that's great. Have you ever had a, have you ever had a role in sales throughout your career? Um, I think every, every job I've ever had was, yeah. was I've always considered myself a salesperson, no matter if it was, you know, one of my own companies or jobs that I had when I was younger. Mm -hmm. uh, I was always selling mm -hmm. and I've yeah. certainly been like a pure salesperson too. You, but, you've been a pure salesperson as well. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, every role, you know, if it was a company of my own, I'm, I'm doing sales, I'm doing biz yeah. debt, which is sales. You know, it's, it's always, you know, you're a cheerleader to your employees. It's all sales. hundred percent. hundred percent. Yeah. I think that, that, uh, might be a, that might be a, um, uh, maybe a little bit more of a unique trait for a domain investor. Most are a little bit more introverted, not really willing to get on the phone. Do you feel like, do you feel like that trait has enabled you to make some deals that might not have happened otherwise? Uh, possibly, possibly. I, I think that, uh, I mean, I've always fallen back on my charisma over my brain. So, <laughs> um, so I use that to my advantage. You know, I've, I've gone to a lot of conferences and I don't mean in the domain space. I'm just always, no matter what industry I was in, I went to conferences because um, I always did well kind of with the banter and, and person to person. And, you know, if people like you, you have a tendency, they have a tendency to want to work with you. Right. Yeah. And I always felt that more deals happened at the hotel lobby bar than on the conference room floor. For sure. Because, you know, you've got like five minutes of interaction and it's like, I'm the customer and I'm the salesperson. And, you know, here's kind of the, 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 the scenario when we have our roles and you kind of talk it out and it, from that perspective. And then at the bar later that night, everybody's just sitting around having a drink and bullshitting. 
Mm-hmm. And then they determined, you know, and it's your real personality. And, and then people are like, I like you. What can we do together? What do you, yeah. what do you do again? Right. Yeah. And then it's like, you know, call me on Monday. Let's talk. Yeah. I've done more deals that way than on the show floor. Yeah. And what about from, I mean, particularly from the buy side, right. As well. Like when you talk about domaining, when you go back to the domaining, it's like the networking that you do as a domain investor, I mean, that has to be uh, so helpful from the buy side. And obviously you've had, like I said, like we talked about a buying spree this year, you spent a lot of money this year and you, you know, I think that you've probably got some pretty good inventory flow from, from, you know, various different areas. And I think a lot of people will, will, will have said, Oh, it's so hard to get names this year. It's so incredibly hard to get names. Yes. You've, you know, you probably have to pay up for some of them, but, You've had some. You've got some good deals on names this year as well, and that has to be. Um, you, you know, you have to consider the the networking that you've done in order to get those uh, those names, right? Well, okay. So the so the, the capital aside, because obviously you have the you have to have the the money to sure. to make the purchases. But that that aside, this is really uh, relationship driven, yeah. because there are only so many names that come up on GoDaddy auctions, right? Or Namejet or whatever that are public. Yeah. Um, you know, like alcove.com, which is a recent auction I was in, um, you know, Detour and Strobe were, were names that were on auction. Um, and those are very public. But everything else that I've gotten has been through brokers and, you know, flippers and hunters and, you know, the people in the industry that are focused on uh, those high value names that most of the people don't know. I mentioned, I mentioned Jack being at the top of this call. Um, and, you know, you know, Jack, but there's probably a lot of people in the domain space that don't know who he is. And he's been in this industry for many years. Um, he's just not, you know, doing podcasts and going to conferences and speaking and stuff like that. Um, and, and, you know, and his brother, and there's a lot of people in this space that have access to these names, get a hold of these names and are doing that work. Um, you know, where, where's Brent buying all his names? Yeah. He's not, he's not out there, you know, finding them himself. He's not hunting. People are bringing them to him. And, and, you know, it's, it's to have, it's having those relationships. Um, it's, it's making sure that, when a broker gets a good name that's wholesale price, they come to you first. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's what it comes down to. And so that's what I spend my day doing is, <laughs> is talking to people that have access to these names and making offers. Yeah. Because and you like these people as well, right? I, I definitely I mean I'm I don't listen, at 50 years old almost, um, I'm not I'm not gonna work with people I don't like. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And listen, I've had I've had people that that reach out to me that are selling a name uh, or want to buy one of my names. And I remember there was a guy wanted I have it's like coa.com or something like that. And the oh, guy I saw that. Yeah, I mean, like from the very first email, the guy was a total dick. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not selling you this name. Right, we had a yeah. couple back, and he was just like, just a dick for me. And I, like, it's not gonna happen, man. I don't, I don't it doesn't matter what you Never, are. never. 
No. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you can't, you came in hot with the wrong guy. <laughs> like, right? right? Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't even like calling me a cyber squatter because, like, I'm used to that. Yeah, People do oh, that's that, soft. Right? That's soft stuff. <laughs> I, I, yeah, that's easy. Um, but, you know, or telling me the pricing is a joke or whatever. But, you know, and he, ha- I think his opening offer was like 75 grand. So it wasn't unreasonable, but the guy was just, just unreasonable <laughs> there's just no there's no deal here i don't i don't want to work with you that uh, there was there was a um what, at one point sciencefiction.com which is which is a site of mine fully developed i was going to sell it and we had an loi went through all the all the diligence and then he sends me the contract and it's not even remote remotely close to the loi like the terms are entirely different like he's offering me like 20 percent of what we agreed to and, and I responded, um, this is a joke. And obviously there's no deal here, goodbye. And he comes back with, well, listen, we can, we can massage. I'm like, there will be no deal. I will never sell you this site. We're finished. You're a bullshit yeah. artist. Like, I don't care if you come back with, you know, oh, fine, we'll go back to the previous terms. We're done. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna work with somebody who's a con artist. Done. That's exactly it. what it is. And yep. I cut him off. And the pres actually the president of the company, the buying company, called me to apologize for the owner. <laughs> and I still talk to that guy. Yeah, it's just Jeez. like, you know, he's out of line. So I'm at the point yep. where I'm just not gonna work with people I don't like. But the people I do like, I look for ways to work like like Mike Seiger and I have been friends for years and years, and we keep talking about what can we do together? Yeah. Because we're friends. Like, we yeah. don't we don't work together. Technically, we don't have any official thing, but we keep looking for something because we want to do something together, right? Because we like each other. Do you know? Yeah. Do you know what's funny is like I, I, although I only really work with one person, really, I guess I only work with Josh. Well, uh, you know, I work with JT and you know, Drew a little bit as well. But I generally, and you know, I've, I've worked with you as well. But see, here, here's here's my thing. Here's my point. I generally feel like I work with a lot of people in this industry without directly, you know working with them on paper, uh, which is actually an interesting thing because the community in our industry is strong. It is very, very strong. Um, it's just maybe not big. It's not big, but it's strong from my perspective. And there are a few bad apples, but um, in general, I, you know, I, I agree with you. I think that there's a lot of people that I would you know, feel pretty comfortable and, and I like working with and I go out of my way to you know, do things for because it's a good, good bunch of people. Mike Saga being we do, one of them. We do a lot of favors for, for each other in this industry. We don't all need to make a nickel on every single transaction. There nope. can be favors. I mean, there are how many, how many times, you know, do we help somebody acquire a name? You know, here's the contact at that company or here's the portfolio owner. I know him when he put you two together or, hey, I passed on this name. Are you interested? Like there was a, just a, a small name the other day that, that I posted in our, we have a domain group that we're in. And um, I said, there was this name that was available and I posted it because I passed on it. And Duran said, I'll take it. And I, and I put the Duran and the seller together. And um, because of the introduction, the seller said, well, you know, what's your account number or your account information? I'll just push it into your account and then you can PayPal me. And they did it, right? So it was just like, it was all this trust and maybe, maybe it was me as the intermediary or maybe the seller was like, oh, Duran, okay, I know who you are. I don't know. But it was, there was trust and there were 
favors and it's all good, right? Yeah. I, don't, I don't expect anything. Um, and that's how this industry is. It's a very helpful, supportive industry, even to newcomers. Definitely, definitely, I agree. So alcove.com, you know, there was a lot, there was a bunch of articles written. Uh, you've had half the domain industry hit you up and say, "I've got a one word .com to celebrate in. Would you like this one?" But, uh, yeah. but or, or a or a three word dashed <laughs> dot <in>. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, alcove.com. You know, great name, strong name, taken in probably close to 100 TLDs, I think it was. Um, me personally, I saw it and, you know, I, I didn't really talk about this one with you, but there were a bunch of people that were interested in it. For me, I would have paid up to about 50K. I'm not paying top, not top dollar for names, though. I'm not even close to paying top dollar for names at the moment. There's probably a handful of people that are, uh, you, you obviously being one of them. Um, and you, you went up to about 100K, right? And then you decided to tap out. Uh, sold for just over a hundred. Um, why did you tap out there? So I, yeah, I was I was hoping fifty was going to be the number, um, but just not in this climate. You know, last year, yes, they were going for fifty, sixty, yeah. um, but in this climate, the climate, the market's too hot. Um, so I know that I have to overpay. It's a good name. A lot of people aren't familiar with it, although I'm super familiar with that name. I feel like I've used that name all my life, um, that word. Um, but I mean, I think it has a good meaning. I think it's an open vessel, uh, empty vessel. And so 50 is what I would have liked, but I had a $100,000 proxy on it. Um, and it, you know, when, when there was this, I don't even know who the, the person is. Nobody knows. There's no. Nobody has any history of seeing that person before. So, um, and, and the interesting thing is, so the handle is Z Domainer. And, and if it didn't say Domainer in the handle, I would think, well, maybe it's an end user mm. because people don't really know that term outside the domain community. I don't even like that term, by the way. Not me either. Right? It kind of belittles what we do. We're investors. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Sounds like a game when you call it to me. Anyway, I digress. So, you know, it went, it went above a hundred. So I thought I would add 5%. So I went to one Oh five and, um, you know, slightly, slightly more. And, and the, that person continued to chase me. And so at some point you have to call it, um, you know, would I have gone to 115 if somebody brought the name to me? You know, maybe I suppose it's possible, but I didn't know where I was going to end. And this this bidder was it, was, it was ridiculous how he's bidding because from about $50,000, he was bidding $50 at a time, um, which is odd because every time he would bid, he hit my proxy. And, mm. and it's obvious that it's a proxy because he bids and then immediately it goes up another 50 bucks, right? Mm. Like the same second. And it says P next to it, meaning proxy. So he knows it's a proxy bid. So it's not like I'm going to be asleep at the wheel or distracted or whatever. And then those five minutes are going to go by the five minutes that are added and I'm going to miss it. It's a proxy. Like mm. I, I'm not going to miss it. <laughs> and so it's almost like he didn't know how proxies work. And so I'm just watching this thing and it's going on and on and on and on. 
And I mean, and that's why it was became kind of meaningful and, and there were posts about it and there was discussions about it because it just kept going on forever as opposed to the guy putting in a hundred thousand dollar proxy, oh he's outbid or put, puts in a bid and then he's outbid and then he puts in a hundred and twenty thousand dollar proxy or something like that to outbid me. That he he didn't use the system that has been baked into this with the proxy well, bid. Well you think you must think that you know, obviously nobody's heard of him. I don't think there's much bidding history of him, but you, you've got to think that he was using the APIs to bid. If he was not. Because not. the reason why we know this is because he's just using minimum bids. The reason is because um, if it was if it was an API, it would the bid would come in at the same remaining time, right? Yeah. It would be yeah. at two seconds out right, or five seconds out or one second out or whatever it is. And that's not what was happening. The bid was coming in at three seconds out, 10 seconds out, two minutes out, every time it was different. <laughs> so what that says is manual, it's not a script. Mm. If it was a script, it would be the same time. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Because so, I, I thought that too, but, it, but because of the timing, no. So, um... I haven't checked like the transfer and ownership or anything like that. But one of the things that crossed my mind is, you know, there are, there are a few guys out there now that do outbound on names that are going to auction, right? We've talked about this a little bit in the past, outbound names that are going to auction on, on names that are going on to auction. And, uh, you know, they, they have a buyer lined up before the auction ends and they say, Hey, listen, I'm familiar with the industry. Uh, this name is in auction. I can, you know, I can acquire it for you and I just need a, you know, a 10% success fee. This, this name kind of meets that criteria for me. Like it might be, it might've been, you know, someone doing that, uh, which is perhaps why there wasn't an awful lot of bidding history um, because, you know, maybe they only bid when they've got an agreement with someone on the name. Um, I think that that's relatively likely. Um, do you think so? Um, that, that's certainly a possibility. Um, or it could be somebody that just is buying. I mean, we, just, we just likes it. Know. Yeah, just, just likes it. Um, you know, maybe maybe it really is an end user, and they came up with a handle to kind of Troll. You know, throw <laughs> off the scent. Um, yeah. But you know, the thing is that if if it was an end user, they were better off using the handle like my alcove dot com or something right yeah, like yeah. a handle of their company because my position would have been oh shit there's the one of the potential buyers um so they're not going to buy it from me and uh also they're probably going to spend more than i am right because yeah. now they have no budget yeah yeah yeah, 100%. I mean, there's a lot of things that seem obvious to me that people don't do. I mean, <laughs> bidding strategy and all kinds of other things that I think are bizarre. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So all kinds of stuff. I just don't know. I mean, we'll we'll find out soon enough, right? And what the funny you... thing is, if it's if it's going to be like some well-known domainer that that um, you know just just picked a new handle so they wouldn't be recognized. Yeah, it's probably what it is. I'm um, just going to post next month. Acquiredalcove.com. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. What What would you price that name at retail? Five hundred. 
Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking five to six hundred. Mm, yeah, yeah. I think so too. Media Options is the industry's leading domain broker specializing in domain acquisitions, high-value domain sales, and domain name consultation. As pioneers and thought leaders on the subject of the domain aftermarket and domain name value, plus through their clear domain acquisition service, Media Options offers startups and established corporations an unparalleled scope of high-value domain options, providing access to domain names and curation technologies not available elsewhere. Media Options believes in the power of a great domain name and is dedicated to helping you obtain yours. Call or email today to put a domain to work for you. You're not you're not really into crypto, right? I, I mean, a little bit. You've 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 obviously dabbled in the past. I know you've done some mining in the past, but from an investment standpoint, I I, I don't hear you talk too much about it. No, I mean I've more than dabbled. Um, you know, I went <laughs> I went I went pretty deep down the rabbit hole of mining. You know, about 250 miners set up. I. You know, I was in, I've, I've talked about this a couple of times. I've been, I was in escrow to buy a hydropower plant to build a mining operation there. And then um, I, I actually bailed out of that and then went to, flew out to North Carolina and, and toured old textile mills because there's a lot of, um, you know, it's, it's not about, it's, it's about the price of power and the availability of the power because you can only get mm. so much power in a particular facility and, and the mining, you just outstrip the, how much power you have. And so an old textile mill, there's tons and tons of power. Um, so I'm looking at these three and 400,000 square foot old mills. Um, and uh, I made an offer on one of them, it wasn't accepted. And then I just, after all that time had gone by, I thought, you know what, do I really want to go down this road, um, you know, and replace a roof on a big giant building that's going to cost a you know, million dollars. I mean, just... I decided yeah. maybe this wasn't the right path. And, you know, and the thing is that crypto was, or Bitcoin at the time was, I don't know, 10 or 12,000 bucks. So it, it probably would have been, <laughs> would have been good. Yeah. Um, but, but who knows? Yeah. I, I yeah. don't know. I, yeah. I, I sold off almost all of my crypto last year. Okay. Um, as part of the, well, shit, there's a pandemic happening. And so I want, I want to be in a cash position. So I sold off yeah. a lot of stuff. Um, and then, um, and then I just decided I'm going to just focus on, on domains yeah. and, and I've actually been kind of liquidating other, other assets of mine, uh, real estate, a bunch of real estate I'm selling that off. And, um, so I never got back into it. Um, I, I, even, even the FOMO related to NFTs, I just, I haven't yet, um, I haven't bought anything. not to say I wouldn't, I mean, fact is if, if Morgan calls me later today and says, you really, really need to buy this thing, I would just do it because <laughs> I, I trust him. And he does that to me all the time. Um, and he's usually right. Um, because Morgan's, Morgan's digging the rabbit hole for everyone else right now. He's not going down he, it. He's digging it. <laughs> but, but the thing is that. Most people don't know how smart he really is. Like he's wicked smart. No, I, 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 mean, I believe you know, it. He called the pandemic at the beginning of last year, like, like February, like January and February, he was talking about the pandemic that was coming and nobody was thinking about that. 
he and I were talking about it literally in January at at uh, Namescom. Yeah, I mean, like he's way way ahead. He's he's a smart dude. Um, yeah. So if he tells me to buy something, I, I usually do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. So like on that topic of crypto, uh, real quick, IO, you know, <clears throat> the IO, it's been it's been hot this year, right? Yeah, very. So, I mean, we see six six figure sales, um, couple a couple of hundred thousand dollar sales, one hundred and seventy five k sale, and some sales in the ninety thousand dollar range. Um, what is interesting to me is that all of them, maybe bar one, uh, it's hard to say, auction.io, not sure if that went to a crypto company or not. We, we don't know because it's still going to the park.io lander, but all the rest all, got, all went to crypto companies. So you take out crypto from the equation and you say, okay, the bull, let's just assume the bull market's over in crypto. It may, maybe, maybe not. The bull market's over for a little while. That, does that have effect on .io at the prices that are being paid right now? I think it's a good question. Um, I think that the IOs, so there's definitely cryptos given IO a shot in the arm, right? It was already trending up and tech companies wanted to brand on the IO. Tech companies were going to brokers and saying, get me this IO, I don't care about the .com. Um, which was a really interesting thing that I don't think we've ever seen before where companies were like, here's an alternative extension that that's the one that I want. Mm. And the broker say, well, I can get you the .com. I don't want the .com. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so I think the, the crypto is giving it a shot in the arm over and above just tech companies broadly, but that's going to help push IO forward. Even if there's a drop in, in, sales velocity or pricing, it might soften a little bit, but I think it's still an upward trend just because tech companies will continue to use it, especially since there was so much more high value sales um, and exposure because of crypto companies. That, that makes sense. No, that definitely, that definitely makes sense. So um, yeah, I think that, I think that it, you know, we do need to see some tech companies coming in and, you know, paying and publicly paying up for, you know, some of these .ios because the, the problem is from my, my standpoint, and I fully agree with what you just said. The problem is, is that, you know, I think a lot of people now are buying .ios at wholesale as if they're, you know, six figure assets. I mean, 10, 15, $20,000, but yeah. we're just, we're not actually there yet. It looks like we're there, but we're not actually yet there yet. And the people that have had large .io portfolios for a, you know a few years, they they understand that because they see the kind of offers and, and inquiries that have come in in the past. Um, and I think that the people from the outside that are just looking in and saying, "Wow, you know, look at all these six figure sales this year. This is hot." They're not quite seeing the full picture. I, I agree. I think it's still a relatively narrow market. There are sales happening, but there isn't a sales velocity in .io happening like, like in a .com because it is still relatively narrow. It, it's tech companies, right? Mm-hmm. You, you don't see a restaurant or a, a apparel company or you know a 
doctor's office. Right? There, there's no other industries buying IOs right now, um, you know, with, with very few exceptions. Which is, which is actually what gives it the value, which is actually the reason why the tech companies are willing to pay more for it because it is the tech domain. If, it, if you know, if Landscape was using the .io and it was normal and, you know, whatever else, service companies were using the .io and it was normal, then the tech companies, it wouldn't be as appealing to them at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, I, I agree with that. Um, but that's still, while it drives sales, it's still relatively narrow. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, so you only have the tech sector to sell into. You don't have the rest of the world. Whereas .com, you have the entire universe of, of, of domain buyers and industries and even countries, right, to sell your .com to. .io is, and don't get me wrong, I'm buying .ios, right? But not nearly at the same clip I'm buying .com. Yeah, right? But I think... And look, you know, the top five extensions, what I consider the top five extensions are ComNet or IO and Co. And not necessarily in those order, in that order, but those are the top five to me. And some, some people might disagree. Some people might say, well, I don't know, .ai is better than .org or something like that. But if you get, look at usage, right? I mean, those are all pretty strong. Those are the sales that I'm seeing. There, of course, there are some upstarts, right? You've got .gg and, and uh, .ag and .vc, and there's some others that are, that are coming that, that, um, that I like. And the, the other thing I like about it is they're all relatively defined, right? Mm -hmm. Who's using a .gg that's not in the gaming community, gaming industry? I can't imagine, right? And .ag, agriculture, um, you know, you... The, you see .ac, where's that being used? And um, is it gambling or something? I'm not sure. Sound, I feel like air conditioning should, should pick it up. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a you know, .vc, you know, venture capital. Yeah. Um, IO for tech, right? For, for um, input output. Input output, yeah. Um, so you're kind of, you're kind of seeing the the segmentation yeah which i kind of like i like that as well yeah i do like that i i think it's good when you've got this extension which you know has always kind of been meaningless you know mm. come for commerce net for network and org organization like that went out yeah. the window a long yeah. time ago so 100%. they're they're just meaningless and and that's that's like dot xyz like that's that's what they're saying it doesn't mean anything it can be applied anywhere mm which is good and bad, right? But I kind of like that. Like if, you're, if your extension is .vc, we know who you are and what you do, hmm. right? If you're IO, we know you're in technology. And, and you know, if you're .gg, we know you're in the, in the gaming industry. I, I yeah. like that. I, because I like I think it too. It, it's, now, it's now meaningful. I don't think we should have this extension that is totally meaningless. And, and that's the whole idea of all the new GTLDs. Right, yep. so that if you're, you know, dot. I mean, there's there's so many that are so specific. We always we always talk about dot horse because it's. The problem is, is that they're too specific, right? That's the problem with the new GTLDs. They're too specific. What's so what's so appealing to these C, repurposed CCTLDs is that they they represent an industry as opposed to 
a specific word in the industry. So it's like, you know, game, if you, if dot game, for example, makes you feel like it's, you know, your brand actually includes the game. So, Mm -hmm. you know, let's say fire.game, like you are fire game at that point, but fire.gg does feel like a brand and it feels like fire is your brand. You know what I mean? And and you're in the gaming industry. You're not a game. Exactly. You're not a game. Exactly. Exactly. Well, and that's the big difference. And I think that's why you're seeing the difference in adoption. So the dot IOs, uh, I know you had a big dot IO sale that wasn't crypto related. Um, and it was a very cool sale. You want to talk about it? Yeah. So I sold uh, about a month ago, I guess. I sold Chuck.io. Like whoosh. Chuck it. Chuck it. Or, yeah. Or, no, like or, the name. Yeah, like to a guy named Charles. Um, no. Yeah. So um, the the sale was uh, forty six thousand uh, two hundred fifty bucks, um, and uh, it was it was a very very quick sale. Yeah, bought it on Park.io the day before, basically, right? It was it was purchased at at Park. Yeah. And you guys can you guys can have a look. You guys can have a look at what price it was purchased for. But it was um, yeah, it was a great sale. Yeah, uh, you know, and and uh, it wasn't a it wasn't a tough negotiation. Um, and a quick sale. Yeah. So you know, good sale. Uh, you know, those those happen. I mean, that was kind of an anomaly because it happened so quickly. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, and I don't really have a ton of experience in IO. I've only been buying them really this year. I mean, maybe I had a couple before that um, just because I'll pick like my, my one more dot coms, I'll pick up um, alternative extensions, you know, in the top five um, as a, as a way to, um, well, I guess I'll explain this. So I, I get them because I've got inbound inquiries, right, for my Walmart.coms, and you know, ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, those go nowhere because the inquirer doesn't realize, you know, it's a half a million dollar name or one hundred fifty thousand dollars or a million dollars or whatever it is, like some high value name. It's just like that's what they want to name their their business, and they think the name is is not very expensive. So, um, I have a I have a built-in soft lead essentially, right? Um, so when I tell them how expensive it is and it's out, outside their budget, I can then go back and say, well, how about the dot co? Mm. I can get that to you for a fraction, you know, for 1% or 2% of that price. Um, so that's, that's what I do. I, I just, I pitch the alternative and that's why I pick them up because I figure I've got inbound inquiries for that SLD mm-hmm. and not necessarily the dot com, right? Because they quickly d- discover that they can't afford the dot com. I'll pitch, you know, an alternative. Um, so that, that's why I pick them up. Um, I just, I just picked up, as a matter of fact, um, what's today, Monday on Friday or Saturday, I picked up digitize.co because I got digitize.com and it's an expensive name. And, and I was able to get the .co for, for a very reasonable number. And so somebody comes into the .com, you know, I'll pitch them the .co if they can't afford it. And I will go back now to all of my previous inquiries for the for digitize.com and pitch them .co. So it's possible I've got a buyer just sitting there in the CRM waiting to be contacted. Love it. 
Are you, do you go through that yourself or do you have someone do that for you? Um, it depends. So I've got a portfolio manager um, and she, um, some stuff I do, some stuff I kick to her. This is a bigger project to go through and you look, I'll probably pitch it to her. <laughs> <'Cause I'm, laughs> I thought you were going to go the other way then. This is a bigger project, so I'll probably take it on. No. <laughs> uh, it depends. Uh, I, you know, I, I like the negotiating, so um, it just it just depends. You know what? My wife is out of town this week, so it means I have a lot of free time. I'll probably be working at night, so I, I might do it myself. <laughs> there you go. There you go. When, when the wife's away, you get cracking down on outbound, outbound sales. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's how much. Uh, she doesn't have to worry about me. <laughs> No, it's not, it's not, it's not like hookers and blow. It's just outbound. (laughs) What will your husband be doing while you're out of town? Well, he'll be, uh, he'll be just domaining. (laughs) When I'm I'm not there to watch over him. (laughs) He really sinks his teeth into that computer. (laughs) Um, Well, what about pickups, Braden? Before we, before we wrap this up, I know you've been buying a lot. Have you got some examples of names that you've bought? um re- recently or this year i know it's a pretty large list but a lot of the listeners on the show are going to love to hear the kind of quality that you've been able to pick up um yeah i've had um the 117 more than that um just about 120 purchases so far this year um we know some big ones and some small ones. There was a couple you had mentioned actually uh, on the last Sherpa. There's a couple of .nets, uh, and you said, "Oh, for sure, Braden bought those." Did and was I right? You were, <laughs> you were right. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, Amper.net. Oh yeah. Um, there's something else. Uh, uh, did you buy? Did you buy? Grad, graduate. Graduate. Graduate.net. Yeah. 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 So both of those I, I bought. You were you were 100 yeah. spot on. <sighs> yeah, those are those. I thought I thought those were, were like completely up your alley, and I don't think the price yeah. got that high either. I think that you were able. I, were they under 2k? Both of them. Both of them were under were under 2k. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, those are good pickups. Those are good. I mean, Emperor.net. I think I think when I, when I was on the show, I think that was the one where Drew was on there as well. Um, I can't remember what, may, maybe, but I, I think everyone agreed that Emperor.net was a name that would sell, you know, for, you know, mid five figures at some point. Right. And I, I paid $1,670. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, how are you going to get hurt? A, a yeah. lot of people don't like the .NETs. I, I do. Um Although I know people that have a lot of .uss and a lot of .orgs and they mm-hmm. do well with them. So go, go figure. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, Yoni just sold yellow.org for 125K, reported that yeah. on the main show. Yeah, I mean, he's, he also had that for like 10 years yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's but what that's you gotta great. do, right? You gotta hold them, you gotta hold them, otherwise you're never gonna get those prices. You know, I, I often say that the, the strength of the SLD will carry the TLD. Yeah. Right? Um, so, you know, yellow.com is like a solid, solid seven figure name. Yeah. And so being that it is such a good name, it, it almost doesn't matter what the extension is. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I mean, with, within reason, right. but every extension is going to have some value because it is such a strong SLD. Mm. Um, I just picked up 
um, a .us. I never buy .uss. I have, I, you know, I could probably count all my uss on one hand. Um, but I just bought strawberry.us. Oh, I was in that auction. That was an expired auction. I was bidding yeah. on that. I like that one. Um, and I mean, I, US is just not a strong extension. However, how oh, many dude. companies are called Strawberry or, or how many people want to call their companies or their products Strawberry it is such a great, great SLD that, and it might be a long hold, but somebody will come around and pay some reasonable number for strawberry.us. Yeah, I think DNWE sold strawberry.org a couple months ago. I think. Yeah, yeah. That one, that one was, yeah, I think, I think it was, I think Sean, I think Sean Markey may, maybe bought it, actually. Mm -hmm. Not sure. Yeah, but uh, yeah, great SLD, great SLD. Um, I bought See, the other, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, I bought fermion.com the other day. I'm not even sure if that's how you pronounce it. F-E-R-M-I-O-N.com. Bought that from GoDaddy Auctions. Um, and the reason why I bought it is because I sold the .io earlier this year. Uh -huh. I, sold the I sold the .io for 2500 bucks, and I saw this one come up on auction. Probably wouldn't have normally bought it, but I bought it for 13 k And... Um, I, it's literally just because I sold the .io, so I know that there's demand for the for the SLD, you know. So it's interesting what some insider information can give you when when you know you know competing in these auctions. I thought that was interesting. Well, I was just bidding on Spitball.io, and uh, I let it go. Uh, it was it just closed over the last day or two because I I sold Spitball.com years ago. There you go. Exactly. Many years ago. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the thing is, is that there are always exceptions, right? Where you, where you, where a name from a domainer standpoint, maybe doesn't look amazing, but if you know, you know, if you, if you've got your own personal, you know, uh, knowledge or history that you can refer back to, right. you know, something that other people don't you get a little bit of an edge. Right. And I, I have, I have done that. I mean, my recent sale of uh, earlier this year of expungements.com, for 30 grand, everybody said, what, what the hell is that? Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, in the, in the legal world, that's a thing, right? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no, 100%. I mean, it's, it, it's one of the things that I kind of, when I was uh, kind of on the up and up with, with domains, I kind of capitalized on the, on the Spanish market. There's not a lot of people that not, know, know Spanish. I mean, a decent amount, but I bought loads general, of Spanish there names. Are a lot in general, there are a lot of people that know Spanish. Just in the domain industry. In the domain industry. Sorry, but no, I bought I bought names like uh, vinotinto.com. I bought names like universo.com, um, and you know they were relatively cheap in 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 um, in Spanish. And I, you know I flipped them. I flipped them all the time because I just was able to purchase things that other people weren't looking at. So. You know, you've got to look at you've got to look at your own experiences. Um, Meabogado.com, I sold for 20, 20k, twenty five k, something like that. My um, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you know, you've got your you've got your uh, lawyer back. You know, your lawyer endeavors that you can look to, and you know, it enables you to sell names like expungements.com. But there are people that have their own uh, advantages. You know, people that speak Chinese, for example, and may be able to pick up pinion names where you know, I wouldn't have a clue what opinion, uh, what, sure. what opinion names look, 
which ones are valuable. So you've got to you've got to be able to look into those kind of things in order to gain an advantage as well. Um, I just picked up a Spanish name. Um, I just picked up uh, Vatio, V-A-T-I-O dot com. V-A-T-I-O, V-A-T-I-O, yeah. Which means watts. Like, watts, like, watts, like music watts. watts, yeah, yeah, yeah. Electricity, yeah. Um, and I like, I like anything that's electricity related just because of the massive EV market that's coming and solar uh, there's there's a couple of booming industries that are related to electricity and moving away from fossil fuels. Um, cool. And it's a, it's a good it's a nice brand. I mean, it sounds good. Yeah, it does sound good. Sounds like right? a, like I mean, a good solid five five letter brandable. Right. Exactly. Except that it has this meaning. Yep. So I can see somebody in the EV or solar space. Hundred percent. Like that name. Uh, okay. So you were asking about some of my pickups. Um, I just bought, so, so I'll start at the higher end. Um, I just bought prudent.com two weeks ago. Um, and uh, so this year I bought Fuse, F-U-S-E, uh, Cold, S-O-L-D, or C-O-L-D rather, uh, Imperial, Temple, Intent, Exam with, with your help, thank you, um, Boundary, Tantra, Socrates, Jake, Laura, Spinach, Elementary, Gosh, World Class, Highness, Royalties, Consent, Overview, Occasion, Galore, Artillery, Rapide, which is uh, French for Rapid, Pastry, Pageant, Amenity, um, QHQ, Snow Globe, Hooray, vaccinated. Um, I, I, I can go on. To go along with vaccinate? Yes. Yeah, I, so I have, I have vaccinate, vaccinated, vaccinating, um, vaccinated.net, um, fullyvaccinated.com. I think, I think I have five, something like that. That's pretty, I mean, that's a pretty crazy number of names. And some of the, some of the first 10 that you rattled off, I mean, <laughs> you're talking about like crazy, 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 crazy names that are very difficult to get your hands on. So you've done a pretty good job, Braden. I give you some credit there, my friend. But I, I have also spent a lot of money, <laughs> a lot of money, a lot, a lot of money. I mean, those, you know, those first 10, yeah, that was over 2 million bucks. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, these, these cost. These do cost. Yeah. For you, for you, for you entrepreneurs watching uh, Domain Sherpa, he has to pay for these names. Trust me, he has to pay for them. He didn't just pick them up in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, you know that it's funny that you know people talk about, you know, you you had to have been you had to have gotten into this space, you know, way back when in the nineties or early two thousands or something. Um, and it, it's not, it's not true. I mean, I, I got in the early 2000s and I, I kind of thought that too, like, oh, it's too late. All the good names are gone. But I'll tell you, most of the names that I'm selling now, I have picked up in the last three to five years. Yeah. Um, and, and I paid market rate. 
right? So, so the, the, well, you know, we talked about Chuck.io, which um, had just sold. Um, and uh, there's a name, I have an escrow right now that I'm selling that um, I've had for two months. There's a name that I'm in negotiations on, which I should, I should be able to close the next couple of days that I've had for about three years. Uh, super common that these aren't super long holds. Um, I'm looking at, at my sales, let's see, um, less than two weeks ago, I sold uh, nuclear.vc, uh, $3,500 sale. I paid $5 for it last year. Yeah. It, it was a hand read during the Epic promo. Um, I literally had $5 in that name. So that, that's a pretty good one. But point is, hand read. Sure. Um, uh, cobrand.com I sold last month um, for $50,000. I paid $3,100 for it uh, three and a half years ago, almost four years ago. Yeah. So, you know, they're not that old. I, I sold um, in studio about two months ago, a month and a half oh, ago. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. You know, that name I bought in December of 2018. You know, yep. I paid 2000 bucks for it. Um, sold it for 25000 So, you know, there's a lot of names like that. Same with Wheelo. I sold earlier um, this year, three months ago. Two, two months ago for 15,000, I bought for 500 bucks back in June of 2018. So you know, the point is, and maybe I've ramped up my buying, but a lot of these names, I'm not holding for that long. Yep. I mean, Josh, you, you've been doing this for like five years, right? Yeah, 2015, 2016, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. everything that you're selling, you purchased in the last five years. And, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, you know, this is now your full-time income, right? Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, I've sold, I don't know, at least 50, 60 names this year. So, yeah. This, this so, year, but the, but the point is it's now your full-time income and you didn't get into the business until five years ago. Yeah, so, exactly. So there's definitely money to be made. It's not too late. And I, and I think it is a huge buy and there's room for everybody. Hundred um, percent, and there's so many different kind of niches that you can focus on within this industry, uh, and and not just like the the industry that you came from, focusing on those names, right? Which is which is a, a leg up, um, but there's just so many different things you can do in this space, um, and and make money. Couldn't agree with you more. Couldn't agree with you more. You heard it here, folks. I mean, there's still plenty of opportunity. Braden says it. I say it. And, uh, you know, we talk about this all the time on Domain Sherpa. So, uh, you know, and with there's people out here willing to help. So, you know, Braden's always talking about these kind of things. He's always on these podcasts. He goes on Clubhouse. He's all, all kinds of stuff like that. So, um, you know, there's plenty of information out there as well. Listen to these podcasts, you know, whether it be mine, whether it be Keith's at Brandable Insider, whether it be uh alvin's at kickstart commerce go on clubhouse you know there's plenty of people that you know know what they're doing and they're selling names and not all of them have been in the industry for a long time so like Braden says plenty of opportunities out there um and all anyway. these resources are free and the only thing that's not free is dean academy and but it's worth it 
But if you don't do it, you'll spend more, you'll lose more money on the domain names than yeah. you would spend on DNA Academy. 100%, 100%. It's, it's like, you know, you could probably find all the information in DNA Academy if you went through every single piece of content on the, you know, whether it be like at, on the name bio blog or in the, some of the name pros blogs or, you know, in a domain Sherpa or on a, you know, whatever podcast, but it would take you, you know, four years as opposed to four months. <laughs> so well, not, yes, you could find it, but it's been distilled down into a, a program right yeah, exactly that, that is a teaching program that you can learn from with self tests and um you know that is that is different it's more digestible much more easily digestible than than just finding it on your own for sure and he's got kind of unique tools that you know enable you to i think he's got you know even auction uh you know um fake auctions essentially so you can practice the, the 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 you know the bidding and all that kind of stuff so i mean and and you know the way they value names i mean it's so extensive that i you know I, i've gone into it a thousand times so but you gotta you got you you know i think you've got to have it at this point if you're just getting started in the industry i think at this point it's it's a, it's a no-brainer you actually basically have to make that investment in my opinion so oh look i i think even if you haven't just started i think it's worthwhile you know, sure. because, because I've gone through it and, you know, there are nuggets in there. For sure. Um, it's funny when I go through a lesson and it's, and it, there's a video of me talking, but um, <laughs> I find that disconcerting, but because <laughs> I, I don't know when I'm going to be there. Um, but you know, there's, there's just nuggets that for everybody, it doesn't matter how long you've been in the space, you can't know everything. 100%. 100%. Agree. All right, Braden. Well, I'm going to wrap things up there. Was there anything you wanted to say before we jump off? Thanks for finally having me back on. <laughs> Maybe we'll do this again in the next three to five years. No, <laughs> no, I, I, you know, thanks for jumping on. I actually thought this was a really, really good episode. So there's lots of nuggets in here. I'm looking forward to lots of people listening and giving all the positive feedback in the world. <laughs> or if they think I'm a dick, that's all right. Just, just no, that's, that's okay as well. Just, you know, send us a private DM. <laughs> no, no, no. You know what? I'm, I'm okay with it. Just publicly, just tweet, you know, don't, don't listen to this episode, Braden's dick. It's fine. <laughs> don't hold it. back. There you go. So don't say it to me. Don't say it to me. Say it to Braden. You heard it here. All right. Skin comes to age. all right guys well thanks a lot for listening to the domain sherpa this is the digital fortune podcast and uh, i'll be back again soon